Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Ladies and gentlemen, we have a big show today. It's entitled Summertime because, well, it's still this summertime due to the scorcher we're having here in the Bay Area and other parts of the country. And SummerSlam is this weekend, the biggest party of the summer. You know me, you know who I am. I'm the host, I'm the microphone messiah, often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest sports recreational podcast from the world today. And my tag team partner is the Jim and Majaya, the Totem, on the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the award-winning Curveballs and Chair Shots, host uh, yeah, yeah, Curve on Chair Shots, it's award-winning too, along with Under the Radar, he's the first ever and eight-time Bulletcast champion, uh, BT, Brandon Tanguma, how's it going, man? It's Thursday, you know what that means. Well, Philip. besides it being 100 degrees outside, we're in a global pandemic, the post office getting shut down, and, you know, all of California being on fire, I'm perfectly fine. Uber and Lyft is getting shut down in California as well, you know? How, how am I going to get to work, Brandon? You got to walk 10 miles uphill in the snow like our parents used to. Man, back in 1956, I used to have to walk 40 miles. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. All right. Um, yeah, Matt, so I was looking at the YouTube analytics, and you know what? I am younger than our target demographic, 26 to 49. Wow. Shout out to all the 26 to 49ers out there. You're, Stay strong. I'm you're, with you. You're in the demographic, though, right? You're... you're 26, yeah, right? I, I talk to my peoples. Okay, 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 all right, all right. Yeah, man, we have a lot of interesting things coming on. Um, I'd like to announce that in, Into the Stratosphere, that's going to be debuting this week. Uh, Cindy from NoDQ.com, she will mainly be discussing Impact Wrestling, but she'll talk other stuff as well, like um, the AEW Women's Tag Team Cup, um, whatever New Japan's doing, and other promotions or other things she feels like she wants to talk about on that show. So congratulations to her. I'm a... Um, very excited for that show to be debuting, and we're, we're going to play a little teaser later on in the show from that. Brandon, you have any thoughts on this? Not really. Excited. A new person joining us, first time since that other guy departed from us. You know, it's whatever. Yeah, you know, Mitchell, he could have... He, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean the, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy. He could have oh had, had his own show, too, you know, but, you know, he... Uh... He, he 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 decided to leave. You know, it's it, it's about time we got some new. He went bo- to go get milk and he never came back. Yeah, just like my father. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 about time we got some new blood here. You know, a uh, female voice for, um, uh, giving their giving her um take on the world of professional wrestling. That's always new, fresh, and exciting. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, speaking of excitement, outside of the ring, fans will be back for the August 27th edition of AEW. I don't mind. Uh, we don't have dynamite to cover this week, so I had to I had to hit you with that. Uh, yeah, you know they will be back at a limited capacity of what ten to twenty five percent. You can go on awticks.com to uh, get your tickets if you live in that area. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts of some sense of normalcy starting back in the world of professional wrestling? So I know we've talked about wrestling promotions holding outdoor events and starting to come back slowly. I still feel it's too soon, especially with AEW being in Florida, kind of the hotbed right now. If Florida was its own country, I think it's like maybe number three or something like that of like total cases in terms of coronavirus. Now, AEW, they haven't had an outbreak similar to what WWE had a few weeks ago. 
But that being said, I still feel it is a little bit too early. Now, I I have all the faith in the world. They're going to take all the proper precautions and everything like that. I know WWE is desperate to change things up. I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But for me personally, like if AEW was centered around here, I feel like I still would not go. Yeah, no, that's that's um that, that, that's very true. Well, you know, um, Taz he told us that they don't run a sloppy shop, so you know, I do. I, like Brandon said, I do feel like they would take all the natural precautions to make sure that the talent is safe and the fans are safe, everyone involved. Obviously, there will be no meet and greets, and you can't hug them and shake hands, you know. But you know, say say hi from a from a nice social distance. Absolutely. Oh, um, the thing is, it's not. Like the actual sitting down and watching it. That's not, that's the easy part. The harder part is getting people into the venue. Where does everyone go to the bathroom? Is there going to be food available? Like it's, it's the actual just watching the show. That's easy. It's everything around getting there and doing everything with the show is the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, that's very true. I'm, I'm sure they'll have a uh, designated bathrooms for sections and, have somebody like, okay, you can go now and wait till they come back so you can go. Stuff, I think stuff like that, uh, they can do that so it can be uh, effective as far as the food. Um, uh, bring your bonbons in your purse. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know. Uh, moving on from that, Renee Young will be leaving WWE. Um, she, this has been announced, I think it was yesterday. And uh, yeah, apparently she's leaving after SummerSlam. So, Renee's been with the company for like seven years now. Um She's really skyrocketed, you know. She, she did uh, backstage interviews in NXT, commentary in NXT, backstage and commentary for Raw and SmackDown. Um, and she was on Total Divas, you know. She was one of the stars of Total Divas, her and uh, Jonathan Moxley. So what are your thoughts on Renee leaving the company and um, the obvious question, AEW bound? It does kind of suck. I thought Renee is probably the best at what she does. I mean, in her, I don't even know like what to call her because she just did so many things and I feel as though except for maybe the commentary i didn't think when she was on raw that short time she wasn't the best but i thought the best part of her was when she was in kind of that backstage you know sports analyst type role where she was hosting the pre and post shows and everything like that now she's doing she's trying to do a lot of things outside of ww i know she's writing a cookbook and she's doing that so i don't know if she wants to stay in the sports or wrestling world obviously as you said with john moxley being her husband it's a natural fit if she wants to stay stay doing that doesn't mean she doesn't have to she can't do other things outside of AEW but maybe AEW is a little bit more uh forgiving or willing to let her do some of those outside ventures that's possi- so, that's, that's a possibility who knows yeah speaking of writing books i hear becky lynch is writing a book um yeah well you know renee i thought she added a lot to the company and she was one of the backstage interviewers that had a personality you know, she wasn't, so, what are you going to do if you lose tonight? You know, she wasn't one of those people, and I like that. Uh, she thrived on Talking Smack when she hosted with Daniel Bryan, and, of course, you know, her role in the Ms. Daniel Bryan shoot promo on Talking Smack. That's not what the show was about, you know, iconic for that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss her. I thought she did great work. You know, I, I think her NXT commentary was a little bit better than her uh, commentary on Monday Night Raw, but uh, Renee, thank you for all your years of service, and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. All right, a um, a man was arrested inside of Sony Deville's home. Um, so tweets have surfaced up about this guy. Let me uh, excuse me, Jesus. Let me let me let me pull up some of these uh these things. His name is Philip Thomas, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, not all Phillips are terrible like this. 
Um, have the Cit- Citadel of Phillips, have they banished him to the Shadow Realm? Um, yes, yes, we have. Uh, I'm more, one of the heads of that realm, and we, we, we've we banished him. Um, he, you know, he, these tweets are from September of 2019. Uh, I know I missed your Q&A earlier, but my phone was deactivated. So here's my question. If you were single again, would you ever consider giving me a chance to be with you? Uh, and the, the other tweets, they get kind of creepier, because he had some kind of illness, and he was like... I think like 200 people have had this, and he was like one of three that survived, so that, you know, um, he went through an unfortunate time, but then again, like, the tweets just got weird, and he was like, if if you don't respond, my life is over, and all this other stuff, and yeah, he was uh, arrested in her home, he got in, and that's just, just creepy, man, like, like, did he not know she was gay? You know? Guys. Don't go and tweet creepy things to your favorite wrestlers. And definitely do not go into their house and try to kidnap them and possibly kill them. Hot take, I know. How, how did don't he, do it. How did he even get her address? You can find things out. Oh, whoa, whoa, Brandon, have you found things out? I have, I have not looked into where Sony Deville lives, but I would assume it's somewhere out there on the internet. If I want to find it, I'm pretty sure you can go and find it. Look, whoever's getting these people's addresses and putting them on the internet don't do that like that's creepy that's disturbing disgusting you know like they're in the public eye sure but everybody is entitled to privacy why would you do that and for this guy dude you need serious 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 psychological help like this this is very disturbing all right, we're going to move on to some AEW news. Sadie Gibbs, B. Priestley, and Jimmy Havoc have been released from All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Jimmy Havoc was involved in the whole Speak Out movement, and he was uh, undergoing rehab, but he's been released. B. Priestley's currently dating Will Ospreay, and, you know, uh, they probably, maybe they wanted to get away from her, her name being associated with him. I don't know. She didn't really she, she didn't really do much. And then Sadie Gibbs, I was, I was interested in to see what she was going to do. I'd seen clips of hers on YouTube and Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay. But, um... So like on a dynamite last year and never saw her again. So, what are your thoughts on all these releases? Yeah, I mean Jimmy Havoc. We kind of thought that this was going to be coming. He got suspended, or they were going to reevaluate after he did his his rehab stint, and they let him go. I mean, obviously he was he wasn't anything super special to the roster, and with everything that's going on, I definitely agree with it. B Priestley, as you said, she's been kind of linked with Will Ospreay with the whole speaking out movement, and she hasn't been used that much at all, anyways. And then Sadie Gibbs, she's kind of in the same boat as B Priestley. And I mean, all these wrestlers are kind of based out in the UK, and with the pandemic, you can't exactly use them because they're you know locked overseas because America can't get their ish together, and probably some cost-cutting measures so i mean individually they all make sense and i guess this is kind of the first real releases we've ever seen from AEW. yes yes it is um they will all find work you know when things start to reopen they'll all land on their feet i wish them all the best of luck in their future endeavors all right, um, WWE has added independent wrestling content to the network from companies that consist of evolve wxw icw and progress now not full shows have not been added to the network it's just like for evolve the best of keith lee the best of drew mcintyre the best of matt riddle you know um so i'm i'm kind of excited to to see what they do yeah i know um the a couple of the people that have worked for like cultaholic have done stuff with icw i want to see what they've done uh you look at progress you, you have guys like uh joe joe coffee and joe hendry and uh 
Um, what is it? Pete Dunne, who dominated progress. So I'm, I'm excited for all that content to be added to the network and get new eyes on, on those, uh, those companies. Yeah, there's always been rumors about WWE maybe outright buying or getting some more independent content on the network just to bring in some more eyes on the network. And with it being kind of, as we all thought, just not whole shows, just people that are in WWE and just releasing their independent shows or independent matches. I'm excited to see. I'm going to probably go and check out some of it because I've seen a little bit of Evolve and the other three promotions. I definitely know about them, but I just haven't really checked it out too much and as you said, there's a rich history with a lot of people who are now in WWE wrestled for a lot of these companies. So uh, I'm going to check that out. It should be a lot of fun and maybe some match picks coming soon. Absolutely. All right. Um, Triple H was on a conference call and they asked him about creating stars. And he said John Cena is the last true WWE star. Brandon, what's your take on that? I don't know if I would say John Cena is the last true WWE star. I think that's just more the case of WWE not wanting to build stars. They're more in the business of building up their brand and making it seem like, like it's like the, it's the circus. You're not, you're not there to watch a certain performer. You're just there to watch WWE. And that's kind of the problem. And that we're seeing drop in ratings consistently from the past. I mean, for the past 20 years, basically ever since the attitude era and John Cena. Yeah, he was, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know if you would say he's the last true star. I mean, Becky Lynch has gotten over Daniel Bryan to an extent, CM Punk to an extent, but I still think John Cena is higher than all of the other wrestlers. And if it, it is kind of sad because there should be someone at the level of John Cena or even more, but just WWE doesn't allow them to get to that level because it's more about the brand and everything else besides the individual wrestlers themselves. Yeah. A couple things. Whenever WWE's in town, I go to see certain performers, you know. If AJ Styles is on the card, goddammit, I want to see him. Uh, I do think he is the last true WWE star. You look at what Cena's done um, and the crossover element of his career, hosting Good Morning America and the Today Show and starring in these movies with, like, Tina Fey and all all these other people, um, being a part of the Fast and the Furious franchise now and doing all this voiceover work. I, I do think Cena has become the true last WWE star. Um, it, it, it is unfortunate, you know, like I, I, I thought for sure Roman was next in line because they, they pushed him for so long. And I think fans have taken to him now. And uh, I mean, it, I, I think Roman will break through and be that, uh, that next star. But as for everybody else, that's, uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could sit here and like list off a bunch of people from NXT that I would say could be the next star, but I'm just scared, rightfully so, that once they get up to the main roster, Vince isn't going to utilize them properly, and they're not just going to flounder. Because, let's be honest, Adam Cole could be the next big star. Keith Lee can be the next big star. I mean, hell, even like Rhea Ripley, she should have been the next big star, but yet that's a whole different discussion that we can talk about on another day. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she couldn't get the job done against the Queen. That's that's just that. Uh, Adam Cole, you know, he 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 has star potential. I mean, he's just he oozes charisma. You know, he's just a charismatic guy. We're gonna get to him uh, when we when we talk about NXT. Moving on from that, inside of the ring, Brandon, tell us about WWE Thunderdome. 
Well, as we talked about with AEW bringing fans back, WWE is going to be bringing fans back, but they're going to be bringing them back virtually via the Thunderdome. Now they locked down the uh, rights, or I guess, you know, they secured the spot at the Amway Center, the home of the Orlando Magic, and they're going to be there for the next few months until October. Now that could possibly change with fans being actually in the arena, but for the most part, it's going to be no fans, no no whatever, you know, food people and anything like that but we have seen some pictures circulate that they're gonna have people be like i don't even it's kind of if you've seen the nba it's kind of like that where they're gonna have like fans being virtually beamed in via webcam and they're gonna be out in the stands and i've read up some things where wwe is taking this very seriously and they're like screening people and they're telling them what they can't wear and what they can't do and if something happens that they will be pulled from the broadcast and everything like that this kind of reeks of desperation on my, you know, from my view, from my vantage point, just because, as I said, WWE has been doing such a great job with viewers recently. Now they can blame it on the pandemic or they can blame it on themselves and say like, oh, we're doing this dumb retribution angle and we're doing other things that make no sense. But of course, they're not going to take, uh, you know, they're not going to put the blame on themselves. They're going to just blame on everybody else because they can't take whatever for their own actions. Um, I mean, you know, it's it, it is what it is. You can catch me on SmackDown. This is when this is um, going to start. I I, I I logged in. You know, I, I secured a spot, ladies and gentlemen. See me on Friday night. I'm joking. I didn't secure a spot. I was I was I was too late. Um, but I am interested to see. You know, the Thunderdome um experience. They, this did happen back. I think it started like eighty five, eighty seven, somewhere around there. Maybe eighty six. Uh, this is interesting, man. You know, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Uh. Crowd reaction, it's it, it. We need it, man. They they desperately need it to change, and I think this is the right move. If we can't have people in the arenas, you know, keep the NXT talent there too to add extra noise. And I'm, I, I'm interested to see. I'm actually gonna watch a, a full episode of SmackDown tomorrow night to see how this is going to do. You know, yeah, man. And whatever bugs that happen during SmackDown, they can hurry up and fix them for SummerSlam. And I I think this is gonna happen for Takeover too. I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, I think they're going to do good business. All right, last up, inside of the ring, Goldberg. He, I forget what podcast he was on, but he said he has four matches left on his WWE deal. That's a two-year deal, and he has two matches per year. Big Bill, WWE Hall of Famer, dominated WCW. He's going to keep dominating WWE. You excited, man? No, not really, because we haven't really seen Goldberg have a a decent match since what, like WrestleMania 33 in Orlando with Brock Lesnar. That being said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, make your money boo boo. As one might say, if he feels safe and if he wants to, to do it, go right ahead. I'll still be sitting here making jokes and trashing on him. But good for him. Wow. Wow. Why, why, why are you going to trash on Goldberg? He's a, he's a legend in this industry, Brandon. He's a legend in this sport. I am one. I, I am someone who will defend Goldberg back in his heyday, saying that you know he was very vital and he was actually good at what he did. But yes, he might have, you know, he might have just destroyed everything in his track to being that good. But I will defend him early on. But now this time in this day and age, I, I ain't defending him now. Yeah, I don't think Gold, Goldberg will be back when we have fans in attendance. That's that, that's that's my take on it. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a short break. We are going to hear from Curveballs and Chair Shots. 
What's up, everyone? It's Brandon. If you love sports and wrestling like I do, then check out my other podcast, Curveballs and Chair Shots. Every Friday, me and my illustrious co-host, Dominic Hobson, talk the biggest news from the MLB, NFL, NBA, and so much more. We also cover some things we don't talk about here on the Bulletcast, including a weekly NXT recap. You can listen to Curveballs and Chair Shots wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Curveballs and Chair Shots. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back! Yay! All right, this day in wrestling, SummerSlam 2006. We got some things to talk about here. Chavo Guerrero defeats Rey Mysterio. You have Sabu and Big Show going at it. You have King and Batista going at it for the big gold world title. Um, I think I think this was DX and ah, uh, was it was it Shane and Vince going up against DX? I think it might have been. Uh, also, you have Ric Flair and Mick Foley, two old guys wrestling in a no disqualification match. Cena versus Edge for the WWE title. And in his last ever WWE match, Hulk Hogan beat Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah. Gotta put the young talent over, brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, SummerSlam 2005, that Hogan match, that's, that's the creme de la creme. We actually got a fan mail about that. I'm excited to talk about him. Um, also, Byron Saxton is 39. Nick Miller, he was part of TM61 and the Mighty. Uh, he's 35 years old. And Walter, he is 33 years Wow, he's, he's that young? Oh, yeah. Walter, Walter he, he has some... He got some time left, man. Walter Walter can still do some business, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Walter. I, very, I really am. And... Fan mail, yay! All right, let's go to the, let's go to the mailbag here. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Robert Walker. I heard the question about oh Jesus, as I get another email. I heard the question about what wrestlers you have uh, met and that you'd be starstruck by. So it made me think of this: What celebrities have you met that you've been starstruck by? This is a two-parter, so let's answer that one first. You ever met a celebrity, Brandon, that wasn't a wrestler? I don't think I've ever met a celebrity, but there was one time, nobody will know who this is, except for some A's fans out there. I was going to the Coliseum for some A's access, whatever meeting thingy, and I got there a little late, and I went into the elevator, and Kara was right next to me. I almost died. Shout out Kara. She's, out. The, mo- she's the bomb. Shout out Kara. Um, let me think. Well, I, I, um, my mother like is like a... a soap opera fanatic so when there used to be meet and greets um i would have to be drugged along with her and like a little five-year-old me is meeting so-and-so from whatever soap opera um but you know, last year when i went to uh the state wrestling tournament i i dc and i we gave each other a head nod so you know th- there we go there we go oh. did see kane velasquez at the sf state new japan show i thought that was pretty cool literally yeah. walked right in front of me while he was pushing a stroller there you, oh wow oh there you go there you go all right and then he says what celebrities from these worlds would you be starstruck to meet all right let's go one by one so music who from the music realm brandon would you be starstruck to meet wheezy f baby okay um you know if i can meet drake shout out drake i think the only one i'd really be starstruck by is like a michael jackson or a prince but you know that unfortunately cannot happen. All right. Change my actually no. I want to change my I want to change my pick. All right, all right. Who is it? Ariana Grande. Really? One last chance, dude. I've been on the uh, cat bandwagon for a long time. Oh, from Victoria's such an underrated show. 
Um, it's on Netflix if you guys want to check it out. Absolutely. For Music World, I, I guess J-Lo, you know, Starstruck, wouldn't know what to do. Um, all right, from the movie world. Um, uh, I don't There's know. this young up-and-coming actor. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is uh, Dwayne Johnson. I think I'd probably pick him. Yes, you know, I, 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 I heard, I've heard of him. You know, I, I think I'd go with him, too. From the sports world. Ah. Uh, Wow. Brandon, this, I guess this one's all you, man. So I'd assume this is just like meeting them. It wouldn't be like hanging out. Because if, you know, if we're hanging out, I want to go with like Conor McGregor or some like dumb rich person that we can just blow all our money on. But if I'm going to pick one sports person that I would like to meet, I'll stay here, stay in the Bay. I'll go with Ricky. Shout out Ricky. Okay. The goat. Okay. I feel you. Do you even know who Ricky is? I have no idea, dude. No that idea. would be Ricky Henderson, the Man of Steel. No, that's that's all. Nothing. Okay. I, I, Whatever. I, I, hey, 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 hey. Um, I don't know sports. I, 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 Jordan, Shaq. I, I guess you know, you know. And the last one is from the television world. The cast of Friends. There we go. Enough said. Technically, it's not television. It'd be Netflix. But I'm gonna go with Katherine Langford from Thirteen Reasons Why. Shout out Hannah, R.I.P. Oh God, we we, we don't we, uh, we don't talk about that on this show. I have repressed memories of, of of that whole series, or just the first season. We don't talk about it. All right, who do who four twenty? Who do you? There we go. Uh, Mates, what's your favorite SummerSlam match of all time? For me, it's Hogan versus Sean 2005 because what a bloody masterpiece. Um, Brandon, I know your favorite SummerSlam match. Yes, that would be from 2013. Dan O'Brien yeah. taking on John Cena. No, no, that's that's the match that happened after. I have no idea what you're talking about because oh, after oh, that match, oh, I turned it oh. off. You know, the confetti's flying down on Dan O'Brien. It's a perfect ending to SummerSlam. Triple H raises his hand. Randy Orton comes out, teases he's going to cash it in, the money in the bank, but he doesn't. He just walks away because he knows he can't ruin this perfect moment. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't know, dude. Uh... There are quite a few SummerSlam matches I've enjoyed. I was watching SummerSlam 2017. Uh, you have the Fatal 4-Way with Joe, Lesnar, Roman, and Strowman for the Universal title. Uh, my boy Jinder defeated Shinsuke uh, at that SummerSlam, too, to retain the WWE title. Um, yeah, man. The, the, obviously, you know, you can go SummerSlam 92 with Bret and Davey Boy. Uh, but we have a SummerSlam match uh, on our match pick of the week that I really enjoyed. You know, it's just... Uh, I, I think I'll go Brock and Punk from SummerSlam 2013. I think I'll go that one. Uh, Alfie Lewis asks, have you guys ever been to a SummerSlam? I have not, but Brandon has. I have been to a SummerSlam. I was at SummerSlam 2014, the year where Brock Lesnar absolutely destroyed John Cena. Beat up John Cena. All right. Uh, Backwoods <laughs> wants to know, heard something about Big E joining the Hurt Business Thoughts. Uh, I discussed that on in the click, you know, like, share, subscribe, wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, yeah, I heard that on uh, Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg about Big E. Uh, somebody wrote into their show about what do you think about Big E joining the Hurt Business. I- I'm not opposed. Why would he join the Hurt Business? I don't know, man. I don't know. But you, Really? It- you have you don't have any sneaking suspicions why someone would maybe put Big E with the Hurt Business? No, 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 no? I do, no I do not. No, I do not. 
wouldn't have to do with the color of his skin, his complexion, one might say. You know what, dude? Be honest with you, bro. When the New Day first got together, I'm like, we just really threw some black people together and they're preachers. Like, what are we doing? You know, that that, that that was my thing. Didn't like the New Day for the first six months, guys. I didn't. I mean, nobody liked New Day for the first six months. Hey, I mean, some people did. I'm, I I know there are some people that are that were day one-ish. But um, I, I don't know, man. Big E joining the Hurt Business. I mean, you, you look at it. The Hurt Business could be like Evolution. They could collect all the gold. You know, MVP, the WWE title runs not in the future. Lashley's not as charismatic. Shelton, maybe it's past his prime. Lashley and Shelton, tag champs, MVP, US champ. Big E, I see him as the WWE champion. Why not? Why not? And then, you know, whenever Woods and e, uh, Kofi come back, you know, he has a decision to make. He, he has a decision to make, you know. Does he want to keep this success or does he want to go back to uh, his brothers and he could go back to the New Day and get a nice little six on six? You never know, man. You never know. Never know. Don't think that's going to happen. I feel as though if Big E is going to be a singles person. I don't think he should be a singles person in another faction. Just be on his own. Just big, be Big E and just go straight ahead. And also, you know, technically, there's still a brand split. How are they going to get Big E from SmackDown to Raw? Is it going to be another trade? Another trade, in the dude. Another trade. Get rid of Humberto Carrillo. Bring in Big E. Boom. There you go. Um, and Brightest Day X has written in, and he says, Give Asuka all the gold. We must honor our empress. I swear to God, if Sasha loses her title this Sunday, I will be pissed. Early, er, er, my, my early prediction, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, saw some teases of Dominic's ring gear. Uh, the Falcon symbol has a different look to it. He sent me some pictures. Oh, wow. That, uh. That looks nice. Oh, that, that, that looks very nice. Brandon, would you like to see this? Uh, sure. If I'm supposed to react to them. Uh, save. Let me let me send let me send this to to my good buddy Brandon, ladies and gentlemen. Is this via text message or via email? Uh, via text message, Brandon. Via text message, of course, bud. Okay, just let me make sure. Yes, yes, yes. Let me send you the other one. We're gonna get a live reaction. Live reaction buds. on the podcast. All right, open it up. I'm assuming, okay. I'm assuming I mean, to the one of it actually being made. I'm just looking at the the Falcon itself, and now we're gonna see it actually being made. If I can click on it, open it up. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it looks cool. It is kind of different. I mean, it's still like the Mysterio Falcon with a little bit of a little curly cue at the end. I don't know what he's gonna wear. Is he just gonna wear? Is he gonna be like old school Rey Mysterio with like the pants and the singlet? Is he gonna be like new school Rey Mysterio with just the pants? I don't. I don't know, dude. It's it's kind of pointless of him to wear a mask since we've already seen his face. I'm. I'm. But then again, Cain Velasquez wore a mask in Triple A. So who who am I? Who am I kidding, right? Um. He also goes on to say, "I grew up watching WCW Saturday Night on TBS. Now we're getting AEW Saturday Night on TNT. If they can start at 6:05, they'll complete the nostalgia pop. I think they will start at 6:05. You know, Cody doing it for his daddy, for for with Papa." Uh, they did Mickey James dirty in the return match with Natty. That whole segment was dumb. I have thoughts on that once we get there. Uh, and he says, please forgive uh, the shameless self-promotion here, but if anyone in the BC Nation... Oh, oh, maybe that's what we should call our fans. BC Nation. What do you think about that, Brandon? I'm not opposed to it. Okay, I, I know you don't want to use the U. I know the you- BCU? Hey, I, I, I'm not opposed to that, man. I'm not opposed to that. Make a poll. Make a make a poll. We'll make a poll. Um, 
but if anyone in the BC Nation is a New Japan fan, uh, you can head over to Nerds Clothing and check out the official licensed designs. I help create with uh, wrestlers like Moxley, Tamatanga, uh, Humuro Takahashi, Jay White, Okada, and many others. I might have to pick up some. Uh, I'm a fan of Jay White. I might have to. I might have to get that. Uh, yeah, you know, go support my boy in Brightest Day X. Go over to uh, what is it? Nerds Clothing. Get some NJPW merch designed by one of the graphic designers for the BC. And curveballs and chair shots. And curveballs and chair shots. Very unique logo, and they just joined Instagram. Round of applause. Yay! Congratulations. How's it feel? Feels great. We've turned into a meme account. Made fun of myself and Braun Strowman being bald. So we might uh, we might just be a meme account now on Instagram instead of a, a news account. All right. Um, for the next two shows that we are going to talk about, I am handing the reins, not the Roman reins, but the reins, over to Brandon. Brandon, tell us about NXT. I know we get to talk about NXT for once because there was no AEW this week. It will be on Saturday going head-to-head with NXT TakeOver 30. But the big takeaway, I did feel overall that maybe NXT dropped the ball. I don't know if they realized when they taped this that they were going to have Wednesday all to themselves. Philip, just kind of overall thoughts. How did you think of the show? And do you think it was a good show to attract more viewers because they had Wednesday all to themselves? Eh, I, th- I thought it was fine. I really did. I turned it on like... Uh... 30 minutes late so this is all that i saw that we're going to talk about here on the script but you know i thought it was fine uh it was a cluster at the end i'm not gonna lie but um i really enjoyed the the first segment that we're going to talk about well we got the big the big match that really was promoted or the big segment promoted on this show was the pat mcafee and adam cole showdown and a speeder comes out then pat mcafee and all his boys come out shout out aj hawk made an appearance on the show they have a little face-off. Adam, or Pat McAfee basically does the entire talking, just kind of buries Adam Cole and saying that, you know, I've made a million dollars in seven different professions, and now if I mess around and stick with wrestling, I'll make it eight. And he just keeps going back and forth. Adam Cole's just chilling there in the corner, kind of no-selling. just like, okay, dude, keep running your mouth. I know when we get in the match, you know, I'll beat you up, and I'll win, and I'll shut your mouth. And then Adam Cole just calmly comes up. Well, they have a little kerfuffle in the middle, but then Adam Cole just calmly comes up, says he's going to make him his female dog at some at a NXT takeover. And that was that still Adam Cole hasn't really like officially turned babyface, but he's definitely the babyface in this feud. Uh, I thought this worked very well. Uh, he, uh, McAfee is playing the, uh, the cocky, arrogant uh, athlete, man. I played real sports. I can do this, this quote unquote fake stuff. And then, but he never actually said that, which I very much enjoyed. He kind of like yeah. he didn't hint at it, but you can kind of like draw two and two together. But he never actually like outright said it, which I very much liked. Yes, absolutely. P- protecting the biz, I, I do like that. Uh, yeah, and then you know all the security guards come in there, and Adam Cole just taking them out one by one, bicycle kick, super kick, doing doing it for doing it for the uh, the, the performance center attendees to get a nice little showing. And then Cole just walks right up to him and is like, "Take over thirty. I'm gonna make you my pia," you know. And then he said, let's go, boys. And he's, the, the crew, they just walk out. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I like that. That's that's dope. I felt like, you know, if, I don't know when this was taped, but if they had known uh, that da- they were going to have it all to themselves, they could probably could have spiced it up a little bit or something. But I do think this worked for what it was supposed to do. Yes, and then next up we have a tag team match. We have the dream team of Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart, you know, town business, baby. They defeat 
the Robert Stone brands, Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah. Of course, Aaliyah takes the pinfall here. Shotzi gets the pin on Aaliyah. Rhea power bombs Mercedes Martinez on the outside. Big bump. I think they actually finally did one of these fake bumps good this time where you see her fall, but you don't like do a, a random cutscene right when she falls to the ground. I thought it was okay. They've been doing this whole Rhea Ripley versus the Robert Stone brand thing for a while. I'm not the biggest fan of, I mean, she's doing something which I guess is a plot, it's a positive, but Rhea Ripley kind of falling off right now, Philip. Yeah, um, well, I like the blonde hair, like it a lot. One thing, Aaliyah, why does she still have a job? Like, she was on breaking ground like five, six years ago and she wasn't doing very well. You know what I mean? And I, I'm surprised she's still there. Yes, Aaliyah has had, I feel like, five or six different gimmicks, like, since the Breaking Ground series, but she's, I mean, she's not the best wrestler in the world, but she's kind of like a good, established jobber. She's there, you know, she's cocky, she's kind of arrogant, full of herself, and then she goes out there, maybe she gets a, a win every now and then, but for the most part, she's there to lose in matches like this. So what you're saying is she's Brooklyn Brawler or Jace? Sure. Yeah. Um, High praise. Um, Mercedes Martinez is an effing badass. Why is she with Robert Stone? And yo, this dude looks like a a a a great value Tony Khan with the glasses and the big hair and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying like this is a rib on Tony Khan, which I mean I understand where they're coming from, but I've when I first watched this and I've you know been watching all the NXTs, it never really came to my mind until someone pointed it out. So obviously they're not doing a good job. And it doesn't really make any sense anyways, because Tony Khan isn't a, a fixture on AEW. Like, yeah, he was in the background of the John Moxley promo last week, but for the most part, we never see him. And he's talked about, but we never know who he really is. I'm, 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 I, I just, I see it. I see it. Uh, Mercedes, baby girl, separate yourself from him. Or if he can get you to the title, okay. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. I need to I need to see more. Uh, congratulations, Shotzi. She got her helmet back. You know, her car was stolen, and she got her helmet back. That's all that really matters, you know. Now, I think the best thing that happened on this show wasn't even a match or promo. It was the video package that they did for Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. They had Metallica playing the song in the background. They had great graphics. They had just good cutscenes and just telling the story of everything that's been going on since the beginning. Karrion Cross, you know, beating up Tommaso Ciampa and going all the way up to the fireball, which I really hated the fireball, so I'm glad they didn't like spend too much time on that. But I just felt that this was a great video package, and if you guys don't really watch NXT or just kind of fast-forward through the video packages, I definitely would recommend you guys to go check this one out. This one was amazing. Really had some throwback feels for me. Absolutely. I saw this. I thought this was very, very good. I, I loved it. And uh, I'm, I'm still skeptical about who to pick, who to pick in, in, once we get to TakeOver. I, you know, when we get to the predictions, I'll, I'll, I'll have a definite answer, but I'm still, right now, I'm still just trying to process it. And then in the main event, well, we had two qualifying matches. We had, I forget, Ridge Holland taking on uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano won his match, and the main event was the second second chance Bro, qualifier he on match. His head. Velveteen Dream taking on Finn Balor. Velveteen Dream wins after a lot of kerfuffle where basically everybody who was involved, who's going to be in the latter match, interfered and everything like that. Velveteen Dream 
soaked in controversy at the moment. I know I saw the hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream was trending last night on Twitter. Philip, your thoughts on Velveteen Dream winning? I don't know if you want to talk about the match itself, but there's a lot of stuff going around with Velveteen Dream, obviously. Um, didn't Triple H say they looked into it and didn't find anything? Isn't that what he said? I feel like yeah. that's what he said. Uh, look, man, I, 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 I don't know. Like, did, did, did he, did he actually do something? There are videos and text messages that have surfaced that I've videos. seen. Well, not like videos, but like screenshot videos of messages that have been going on between Velveteen Dream and some underage boys. Okay, for one, I think I mentioned this like way back when this was all surfaced. Yo, if you have a fan that is, is, buys your stuff or supports you or whatever, you know, if you feel like responding, okay, just be like, oh, thanks for the support. And that's it. That is it. Especially if they're underage. That is it. Nothing more. Nothing more. Like their, like, uh, their mention of you in their Instagram story or whatever. That is it, guys. Nothing else. Um, I, 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 I don't know what the, what the dream is doing. Maybe he's playing up the androgynous stuff. I, I really don't know. Um, you know, there's the whole thing of innocent until proven guilty, but I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, we will have to wait and see to get some true concrete evidence of if things happened. I know there's been some backstage stuff with Velveteen Dream, not including all the the stuff going on Twitter right now, but going back to the match itself, Finn Balor, like, I just wish he won or he just wasn't put in this predicament to begin with. Cause I just feel like when Finn Balor came to NXT, there was so much promise. Yes. He was supposed to have the thing with Walter and that fell through because of the pandemic, but I, I'm still waiting for more from Finn Balor in NXT right now. No. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but he, he does have a battle takeover. So we, uh, we're, we're woohoo. Yes. Yes. Woohoo. All right. Tell us about Monday night raw. Oh my goodness, I actually get to do the Raw recap. I am so honored. Then, in the main event segment of Monday Night Raw, Randy Orton attacks Drew McIntyre and HBK. HBK made his illustrious return. He, you know, was reacting to the Ric Flair angle from last week. Randy Orton comes out, you know, does he does he take he gives him an RKO, gives him the punch and everything like that. People saying HBK didn't exactly sell. All that well for Randy Orton, maybe pulling out a little uh, SummerSlam 2005-ish with Hulk Hogan. But, uh, I mean, it was an okay segment. I think maybe the Ric Flair one hit a little bit harder. But it was fine. I'm still uh, thinking McIntyre is going to retain. Spoiler alert. But it was cool. Not the best, not the worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I do wish... HBK would have, would have sold a little bit more, like 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 he was dead, basically. Um, McIntyre did come out there. Started... He had to cover up the bald spot. That's why. Oh God, dude, don't don't get me started, bro. Maybe maybe going bald was the thing for Sean to do. I'm be honest with you, Sean. I had to go bald, bro. Join me. Sh- shave it off again, dude. I like the beard though. The beard looks nice. Um, yeah. So here we go. McIntyre comes out. He starts throwing Randy all over the place. Randy gets back in there, drops him with an RKO. Dude, Brandon, where does he go if he doesn't win? Where does Randy go? Maybe it's not the cleanest finish in the world. Maybe some of uh, Randy Orton's demons come back to haunt him. Still, the point is, if he loses, where does he go from here? I'm not the booker, man. Um, uh, 
Maybe we'll have to hit up VKM. I don't know. Uh, what else happened? Well, the Mysterios got a little retribution, one might say, on <laughs> Seth Rollins and his buddy Murphy. So they have a little Rey Mysterio comes out. He's with Dominic. They cut a promo and he kind of they bait Seth Rollins to come in. So then, you know, Rey Mysterio challenges Seth Rollins and his buddy Murphy. They go. They are kind of staring each other down. Then Dominic, who spells his name wrong, takes out some kendo sticks, whacks them from behind. And then Mysterio, both Mysterios get some kendo sticks and they start a Singapore caning their opponents. And yeah, so Mysterio's getting a, you know, a little shine on the go home show. Usually that doesn't fare well for them at SummerSlam, but you know, it was a good little way for the baby faces to get one up on the heels. Absolutely. Um, you know, I like this, you know, the little, little father-son bonding by caning another man. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that more once we get to once we get to the SummerSlam predictions. And then finally, Philip, I know you got some hot takes on this. So what happened between Natty and Mickey James or what didn't happen? Uh, Mickey James loses via countout because Seth and his buddy Murphy come out there, and that's the new focal point as they're talking to Samoa Joe. Mickey James is an effing legend. What the hell are we doing? What are we doing? She didn't get an entrance. No, didn't get an entrance. This is what you brought her back for? She was out for over a year. Why? Look, Mickey, if they're not going to respect you, go do your GAWTV with Soul Calval and Victoria. If they're not going to respect you. I mean, the only woman in the history of this business to hold the TNA knockouts, the WWE Divas, and the uh, woman's title. Like, what are we doing? Why? She's better than this. Hell, Natty's better than being used in this segment. Jesus. Yeah, I don't understand why they had the Seth Rollins thing happened during this match. Now, yes, it was kind of a one-week build, but at least it was something. It's a lot more than some of these other matches that we see. There was a little bit of a backstory, Mickey James making her illustrious return, and then you have, you know, Natalia, who's a freshly turned heel. They had a little bit of something-something going on, and both of the women can wrestle. Not saying they're going to go out there and, you know, have a 20-minute classic, but, you know, have your five-minute women's match that we all know and love on Raw, and yet... Couldn't even get that. And then we get a, a crappy count-out finish that we didn't even see because the camera was on Seth Rollins the entire time. You know what? Hey, TK, TK, throw some money at her. Get her to really uh, amp you up your woman's division. I know Thunder Rosa uh, re- responded to a Cody tweet and said, Hey, Cody, that could be me, but you're playing when he was taking a picture with uh, uh, Hikaru Shida. Look, swipe up, swipe up some women. Find out when these contracts are over. Or if they're in the NWA and aren't doing much, swipe them up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Give women who are good, who deserve the respect and the admiration from these fans, give them good booking and put them on your show, man. Mickey, if you can hear me, baby girl, I think it's time to leave. I love WWE. I love it to death. But I I think it's time to leave. You had a nice career in TNA. You could probably do something to AEW. I know that's the typical thing to say. I'll just go to AEW, but for this, for reasons like this, ladies and gentlemen, go. It's it's time. Get rid of the red. Put on put on put on the gold. It's time to trade up jerseys. You feel me? Yeah. You have any thoughts on that, Brandon? No, you stated it so eloquently. Mickey Abs- James does deserve better, and hell, even Natty deserves better. 
She's a lifer. She's a lifer. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna take another quick break. We're gonna hear a little teaser, a little teaser ad for Into the Stratosphere, and then we'll be back to uh, break down NXT Takeover 30 and SummerSlam. So, you guys, what do you think of Impact Wrestling's emergence? What do you guys think of the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament? Are you guys excited for the upcoming New Japan Strong, especially the New Japan Cup Tournament? Well, I got everything all together. Welcome to Into the Stratosphere, y'all. All right, and we're back. I'm, I'm taking it back over. Here we go. So, we got to get our predictions ready. The Bullet Cast title is on the line for TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam. Huey, I'm coming. I need my baby back, man. Alright, so with that being said, Io Shirai defends the NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. I think the genius of the sky retains. I'm going with Io Shirai. We had Raquel Gonzalez make her illustrious return on this week's NXT, giving uh, Io a little bit more doubt for her retaining. But I still feel as though she will get the win. So I will go with Io for the dub. All right, all right, all right. Next up, it is a monster of a ladder match for the vacated NXT North American Championship. You have Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and the Velveteen Dream. I think it's time for somebody else to take it. I'm going Bronson Reed. I think he impressed me just in that... And that showing of not knocking down, uh, what was it, Priest? I'm like, oh yeah, this it's his time. They've really been building up Bronson Reed the last few weeks. And they had him standing tall at the end, which would maybe say, oh, maybe he's going to win because they put such a big spotlight on him. Or maybe he's not going to win because he was the one standing with the title at the end. I'm just kind of looking. I have a lot of baby faces winning. I mean, technically, Damian Priest isn't really a baby face. I think Bronson Reed was kind of just put in there to kind of be that big guy to, to catch all the little guys doing some flying stuff. Don't think Cameron Grimes really has much of a chance, which means he's definitely going to win, but I will go with Damian Priest. All right. Yay. Damian. All right. Next up, uh, the, I, I checked the uh, the match card, and apparently this match is on there. Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Very excited for this match. I know it's probably not going to be uh, you know, a classic in terms of time or anything like that, but I would very excited to see what these two guys will do. Timothy has been surprisingly getting a lot of TV time in NXT, which I am excited to see. Finn Balor, as I said earlier, I wish they have done more with him, so I will go with Finn. Finn for the win. Uh, I'd pick Balor as well. You know, I, I think uh, Thatcher will have a nice showing, but all in all, Finn's coming out. With the dub. Alright, it is the celebrity match of the night. Adam Cole Bebe takes on the former punter for what, what team did he play? He played he play for the uh Brandon? What team did he play for? I thought you were gonna get it. I I, I I didn't get it. What team plays in Indianapolis? I have no idea, I'm gonna be honest with you. That would be the Colts. Okay. Okay. Played for the Colts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Uh, I got Cole going over, man. I got Cole as well. I think this match could be a lot of fun. Maybe best match of the show. Just saying. You heard it here first. 
oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. You you know you do you, boo. All right, it is should be the main event of the show. Keith Lee, the NXT champion, he's defending against Karrion Cross. He will be accompanied by Scarlett. Oh, dude, I, Brandon, you go first. I'm, I still don't know, man. I'm actually really intrigued for this match. Not really in terms of in-ring quality, which I think the match will be quite good. Karrion Cross still hasn't really proven himself in NXT to have a fantastic match quite yet, just because he's not supposed to be that. He's supposed to be the big bad heel and beats everybody up. Keith Lee, the big bad babyface. NXT really doesn't do short-term title reigns, especially for their main title. So that's why I'm kind of leading Keith Lee. But they've just been doing such a good job of building Karrion Cross and just making him seem like this unbeatable monster to where I can't see him losing, which is what makes this match so great. You are trying to rationalize. You can't see either men losing, and you want to tune in to see what they do. I'm going to go Keith Lee. Okay, you, you went Chief the Keith Lee. All right. Um, Karrion Cross. there is an intensity about him that translates not just through the screen, but when I was at StarCast, I, I felt intensity from that guy. I really did, man. Um, mm, mm. I'm going to go Karrion Cross. All right, so for the NXT predictions, let's get this straight. Um, I have Io Shirai, so does Brandon. I have Bronson Reed. He has Damian Priest. We both have Finn Balor. Both have Adam Cole. He has Keith Lee. I have Karrion Cross. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one last break. We're going to hear from uh, Cheekley TV, and then we'll be back for the rest of the show. SummerSlam predictions, match pick of the week, all that good stuff. Hey, what's going on, guys? Philip here. Look, there are so many channels out there on YouTube that do pranks and, and challenges and funny videos like That Just Happened TV, Nelk, and Love Live Serve. But why don't you look up Cheekley TV? Yes, Cheekley TV, C-H-I-K-L-E-T-V. It is a channel I started with my buddy Vinny a couple years ago, and we've done wrestling finishers in public. He's done eating challenges. We've done pranks to people. It's a whole lot of fun. You know, when you go to YouTube, it is the thumbnail with the guy blowing the bubble. It says Cheekley TV right in the bubble. And look, you know, just sit down, relax, hop on YouTube, look up Cheekley TV, and... Ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. Crack open a little bit of the bubbly. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Chicle TV. Like, share, subscribe. It is the freshest channel on YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back. Let's let, let's let, let's hit it. We're, let's hit the go home. SummerSlam predictions: Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville, hair versus hair match. I think Mandy Rose wins. I do think Mandy Rose will get the win as well. I mean, she already cut her hair once. What's the point of cutting it again? I think Sonya. Probably just wants a new look, and that's why we're going with this match, which is normally what happens in WWE. All right, any, mini, miny, mo, Street Profits, they go up against Gar, not Gargano, Jesus, Garza and Andrade for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Do they get their retribution after um, Ford was poisoned, or do Andrade and Garza pull the upset? Hmm? What, 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 what is it going to be? I will go with the Street Profits. Andrade and Garza, I feel as though they could be used a lot better. But I, I kind of, not giving up hope, but I just feel as though they're, I mean, they're getting a lot of TV time. So I could see a possibility of them winning just for the Street Profits to chase them. But I'll go with the Street Profits. 
cautiously. Just because he got poisoned. If you get poisoned, you, you got to get the win back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, dude. I, I think I'll, I'll rock with the Prophets. All right, Braun Strowman versus uh, The Fiend for the Universal title. The Fiend take... Ah, oh, ah. Yeah, I'm going to go with The Fiend. I'm going to go with The Fiend. Yep. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman, mainly just to be different. But I think... I don't exactly know what they're doing with Braun Strowman's character because he was, I mean, pretty heelish. He did a gorilla press on Alexa Bliss. That's pretty heelish to, to me. So I, I could see possibly like maybe Braun Strowman teaming up with the Fiend. I don't know if like that would mean Braun would like lay down for the Fiend or anything like that, or he would just go over the top and maybe we get a Fiend babyface turn, which seems crazy, but maybe that's what they're leaning towards. I don't know. So I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. All right, all right, I see you. All right, uh, the blueprint. Sasha Banks defends the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. I have Sasha retaining. I have Sasha retaining as well. I do think, though, Asuka will walk away with some gold, though. Okay. All right, it is the street fight. It is Dominic Mysterio going up against my fellow Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah. Seth Rollins, I think Dominic will have an impressive showing, but all in all, Messiah takes it home. I will go with Seth Rollins as well. It is a street fight, so you can use a lot of bells and whistles to cover up uh, Dominic and his lack of wrestling skill. He said, where does Randy Orton go from here? I would say that if Seth Rollins wins, he is a logical next challenger for the WWE Championship if Drew McIntyre were to win. So I think Seth Rollins gets the win. We'll put a stamp on this Mysterio feud, and Seth can move on up to bigger and better things. All right. Montel Vontavious, Porter, MVP, 1-2. You hear the clock ticking. He goes up against Apollo Crews as Crews defends his United States Championship. Montel Vontavious, Porter, will walk out U.S. Champion once again. Let's get another 343-day reign, baby. Yes, sir. I was leaning towards MVP, but... I'm probably going to pay the price for this, but I will be different once again, and I will go with Apollo Crews. Why? Wow. I don't know why. All Let right. him win. All right, all right. Uh, Bailey, the longest-reigning SmackDown Women's Champion in history, defends that title against Asuka. I'm going Bailey. I will go with Asuka. They're teasing once again kind of, you know, the dissension between Sasha and Bailey. They're not going too over the top with it. They're just doing a little bit here and there. And I for I is Bailey for sure going second because I know they established this on SmackDown. I am forgetting which one is going first and which one's going second. Um, I I don't know. I think Bailey is going second because I feel as though whoever gets Oscar. I, I don't know because I feel like the logical story would be whoever Oscar gets first gets the win. Oscar, you know, Oscar beats the person who win first, but then whoever gets Oscar second ends up beating Oscar, which would make the logical sense because they would go back and forth like, oh, you know, you face the fresh Oscar, you you face, you know, Oscar was tired and that's why you beat her and everything like that. But I will go with Oscar beating Bailey. I know Bailey has the record long title reign, but Os- screw it, I've already said it. Oscar's gonna win. Yeah, and then she goes over to SmackDown and that kind of adds something to that show. I like that. All right, no icy title match. Wow, it's happening tomorrow on SmackDown, that's why. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It is the title of record. 
Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. The Viper versus the Scottish Psychopath. The Apex Predator versus the Chosen One. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be smart. I don't want to do it, but I'm going Drew McIntyre. You talking all this ish about Randy Orton winning and what is he gonna do afterwards? You're not gonna even pick him I, to I, get the job done. I, I have to. I have to be smart. I have to be smart. I want my championship back, man. Well, I will go with Drew McIntyre as well as I kind of said. I feel as though get the win here. Maybe you go back to it because there's payback like the week after. So I don't know if they're going to have a lot of repeat matches on there. But I do feel as though Seth Rollins is the next logical challenger for Drew McIntyre's championship. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're done with all the previews and predictions. Superstar Spotlight, I think we'll wait until we get to our recaps this weekend um, for all that stuff. What's our promo pick of the week, Brandon? Well, our promo pick of the week, we're going to go all the way back to 1989. And we got a three-way promo here we got zeus who didn't really do anything he was just being zeus, zeus in the background um um he's uh he he kind of looks like tiny lister who played debo in friday what yeah didn't even could even it, it, are you sure it doesn't I, really I, look like him I, you know kind of like how the rock looks like dwayne johnson I, I think i think that's the same guy it, they, they look identical you know what i mean Anyways, Zeus and Macho Man have a tag team match at SummerSlam 89 going up against Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So we get Macho Man doing a lot of the talking, Sherry doing a little bit of the talking, and Zeus barely doing any talking. Uh, this was great. I love Sherry, one of the best managers in the history of the business. Macho Man being Macho Man and Zeus just standing there breathing heavy. You gotta love it. Brandon, what's your favorite line from Friday, I might add? The first one. I can't say it because it has a profanity in it. But it does have to do with Debo. Oh, that's my chain. No? All right. Our... You're going to knock that out. <laughs> Our closed match pick of the week, uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho versus Dolph Ziggler. He's the, currently the Mr. Money in the Bank at this point in time. SummerSlam from August 19th, 2012. Very impressive showing from both gentlemen. It opened up the show. Vicky Guerrero's with Dolph at this time. I forgot why Jericho's ribs were taped. But, Brandon, what would you think of the match? I thought it was a, a really good opening match. I kind of forgot this match even really took place. You know, it's Jericho coming back after the whole, you know, save us Y2J angle and the whole CM Punk stuff. And we get him and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, two guys who you would expect to have a, a really good match, and that's what they did. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter at Bullcast, Instagram, The Bullcast, YouTube channel, The Bullcast, email us, Bullcast2, as in the number two suite, S-W-E-E-T at gmail.com. Um, every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., 99.9 FM, KDM in Watsonville, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon! We're all over the damn place. Uh, Saturday night, TakeOver Recap, Sunday night, we will do a SummerSlam recap, and Monday, we will do a recap of AEW. Thank you guys so much. We're really looking forward to this weekend. It's action-packed. Hope all of you enjoy the wrestling. Please stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined, and remember, diamonds are forever, and so is the microphone messiah. This has been the Bullocast. Thank you for listening.